Welcome to the Broad Pod, just a couple of broads interviewing inspiring women. I'm Becca. And I'm Jackie. Let's get inspired together. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a special surprise for our guest. And thank you to WKWC for allowing us to use their podcast studio. Okay, guess what, Jackie? What? We're getting a new puppy. You are not. We are. We no, are, you're not. It might be the biggest mistake we've ever made. Yes, that's what know, I would my say. Dog, don't tell me that. Well, I don't I'll know if people know, it. but my dog, Eddie, that I'd had <laughs> for 14 and a half years, <laughs> yeah. we had to put him oh, down yes. the day after Christmas this yes, year. Yes, that, and that has been very difficult. Yes, And ma'am. it's been very difficult for Asher because oh. that was, of, the, of our two dogs, that was the only one who paid him any mind. And they were like the bestest. And yeah. he wants to be friends with my other dog so bad and she wants nothing to do with him. Oh. So Is she nice to him at least? Or does she like snap at him? Uh, a little like I don't want to speak ill of Gracie but she does she does not have a good attitude about it she doesn't bite him or anything but like she just she just like doesn't want him near her unless he's dropping food and then but anyway so we're getting we're getting like we're like with those basic people we're getting a golden doodle puppy (laughs) you knew that was I know we are so because my old dog had been half German Shepherd, so he shed all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, the next dog, we will have a non-shedding dog. And so we've got like the F1BB Golden Doodle. It's oh, like boy. the one that doesn't. It's a chocolate <laughs> one. Nice. Yeah, no yeah. So anyway, Hard by the time this it. comes out, we will have just gotten him because we're getting him oh, Easter weekend. I'm excited for you. Thank you. That's, a, that's fun. I, I mean, don't know. I'm also scared for a you. A one-year-old and a puppy yeah. sounds like a terrible idea. I'm going to get lots of angry text messages from you. I know. Lots of carpet cleaning are being used and those kind of things but okay the other thing I wanted to ask you so do you you don't know who Miss Rachel is I feel like I've heard of her like if she's like really animated or something but no I don't I really don't know I don't know tell me that that blows my mind. Miss okay. Rachel is life in our house. Um, okay, she's tell me. She's like a baby, a <laughs> virtual need, I, babysitter. Okay, uh, maybe I need her. My son doesn't even like TV, and like literally, I can turn on YouTube, and he sees her, and he starts pointing, and like, like mom put that on. It is Miss Rachel, and she is my my yep. life. So is she a teacher? Well, she was a. I think uh, she's like a, a speech therapist or mm-hmm. something oh. by trade, and then she started making these videos to help because her kid had had difficulty learning how to talk okay and so then she started making these videos she wears like uh, denim overalls and a pink t-shirt and a little headband scarf thing yeah and she's like the like weirdest acid trip ever like i can see how like <laughs> certain people like, in colorado yeah. might just like watch her for fun um but i can't Something believe about her voice though it is it is, is it like high so pitch and animated and, and her husband is a like composer on broadway or yeah something. oh wow and so like they does compose the... yes. like they're just it's doing it all in their like, new york apartment <laughs> mama <laughs> like i mean she has this the, the sign language like, oh yes. yeah it's it's a whole I am just yeah. I just don't know how you Can have a kid you, in this world without I knowing who Miss Rachel is. Introduce her. Am I going to be annoyed? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I you like, all have I feel like you might. She, you might be annoyed, but Miss <laughs> Rachel is good. The She's great good. thing about Miss yeah. Rachel is she doesn't have ads on her YouTube channel. I don't know yeah. if you cool. noticed this. So you can kind of turn her on and then step away. Okay, it's not one of those you have to like monitor so much. Yeah. So yeah, nothing bad would be popping right. up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 So anyway. It's educational. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But cool. I feel like you have sort of like a Miss Rachel vibe. Do I? And so that's why I was sort of like, you're just like so peppy and positive yeah. and oh. like, hi, I'm Jackie. I mean, minus the overalls. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like you could totally pull Miss Rachel off for Halloween next year. Is hey. what I'm saying. I guess I need to start doing my homework. So I'm just, I'm just shocked that you didn't know who that was. So, I, so anyway. her Instagram is amazing. Have you seen, she's no. like Miss Rachel for adults. 
on how and to follow she, her. Like, she talks about therapy and stuff like that. She's she's That's entertaining cool. she, at I feel all like, ages. Like she's amazing. I can't believe like Netflix hasn't picked her up or something or Disney. I know. I, I mean, I feel like she's the kind of person who like wants to keep it free for you know what I like. Yeah, she's she that's, that that's good people. Yeah, that's good people. So, anyway. Cool. Yeah, well, we are so excited to have yes. Miss Hayden here. How about that? Hello, uh, we, Hayden, have, <laughs> we have Danielle Hayden here, and Danielle is someone that, for me personally, I have seen from afar, and I always have wanted to be your friend. Like, I just, like, I, I just, I don't know. You just seem like such a sweet soul and, like, very authentic. And that is the kind of people that I'm drawn to. And I just have always, like, she's just one of those people. There's not that many people like that that I'm like, I, I wish that I had more time to get to know you. I really Thank do. You. That's so, so sweet. I'm really excited to have you here. Maybe we'll be able to have, like, coffee after this. <laughs> let's let's, let's and bring do that. Ki- bring the kid. <laughs> bring with it. Your kid, my kids. Um, just let them run yeah. free. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, let's just start and hear a little bit about who you are well great (laughs) introduction is always like the most awkward part to me but um i'm danielle hayden i um i'm originally from oklahoma um moved here i guess nine years ago in january um i can't say born and raised oklahoma i was born in new orleans raised in oklahoma families from oklahoma um went to college at oklahoma state i have a ag communications and ag econ degree um, met my husband after college at Oklahoma State, Oklahoma Texas football game. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. We uh, we met. We were like low key set up. His brother was doing uh, his master's program out there, and mm-hmm. I knew his brother. And he bought me a ticket, and he bought his brother a ticket for his birthday, <laughs> and just kind of like we happened to be in the stands uh, together, magical. kind of thing. Yeah. Didn't like him at all. Really? <laughs> um, Dan is like an extrovert, Enneagram 7. Like, he, oh, wow. And he had been dr- tailgating all day. He was dancing. He was partying. He had the blondest hair I'd ever seen on a real life oh, human being. <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. Um, and then five months later, we were engaged. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when did it turn? Like, I, I really want to get into oh, like, When did the tides we turn? Hear. Um, so it turned uh, the next day. Okay. He was sober. <laughs> he was sober the next day. Um, and his brother was like, hey, let's, let's go to the Tulsa State Fair. Like, it's officially, it was Daniel's birthday. Like, let's, let, I'm going to bring my brother to the He's fair. Not live, he was he not going to let it go. He was not going to let it go. So it took us. Took Dan and I to the fair. David is the third wheel, I guess, but he's the ringleader. And um, we spent the day at the fair, the three of us. And I was like, oh, you know, this guy's not so bad. And uh, left. And we were still both kind of like, he apparently stopped talking to anybody else that day. I was still kind of like, I was living in Kansas, working in Kansas. He was mm-hmm. here in Kentucky. Yeah. And so, you know, dating, talking to other people. And we just kind of kept in touch. And then about a month later, I believe, he was like, Hey, let's let's meet in St. Louis. I'll show oh. you around. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just thought he was full of it. And I was like, I'm I'm gonna call this guy out. I'm gonna show up. He's not gonna be there. And I'm gonna feel very justified. I showed up, he was there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we spent the day together and then yeah, just kind of hit it off from there. Oh my god, that's so cute. That is, so is he from here. Is that He's how you got to Owensboro? Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. 
generations. They've been here, I think, since they immigrated from England. Like, oh, wow. Deep roots. Deep roots in Owensboro. <laughs> so he farms um, full time. So when we got married, I had to move. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I left Kansas. I was working in Kansas and came to Kentucky. All right. So it was that 2014? Yes. We moved. Okay. I moved here in May of 2014. So we've been in Owensboro about the same nice. amount of time. Then. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We, uh, we loaded up my Pontiac in January of 2014. <laughs> like a Jody Messina song. <laughs> it so really is. Pontiac. Pontiac and hit the road. So like. uh, that wasn't a deal breaker when you heard that generations of farming and little tiny outside of Owensboro were you Love like, oh, powerful, powerful truck. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't a deal breaker, because <laughs> we know now, but spoiler alert. Well, that's awesome. I love I love to hear that. I'm already getting to know her a little bit better. Yeah, I didn't know that you weren't from here, so it's nice. Okay, <laughs> now I get the icebreaker questions. Are oh, you ready? Okay, number one, what has been one of the most influential films to you and a short reason why? So, um, so I listen to the podcast. I hear all of these very profound, wonderful <laughs> oh, responses to this sure. question. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to come in here with a different vibe. Um, we so, love it. So, uh, so my impactful film is actually Lilo and Stitch. All right. Um, it is my anti-anxiety film. So right. when I am like, my, I can't calm down. Like my brain is busy. Lilo and Stitch comes on the TV. And the next thing I know, like. Just calm. Mellow. And so it is just, it was one of those things, I don't even know how it happened. It was just one of those things around 2020, I realized like, whoa, this is my comfort film. This is my comfort film. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even like some, I didn't grow up like, oh, I love Lulu and Stitch. Like put it on. And then I was talking to a friend. She's like, man, when I'm just really anxious, I just put on Lulu and Stitch. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) So yesterday my son was having just kind of a, he was just strung out. 18 month moment. Yes. And I was like, I wonder if this works. But on Lilo and Stitch, other than Miss Rachel, he doesn't really love TV. And I looked over and he's like, just <laughs> mouth open. Just, I was like, it works. Oh my gosh. I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. So well, now I've seen pieces and parts. I feel so like I need tell, to watch tell us, it. like, what about this? Honestly, I have literally cult. no idea. It's not a, like, it is peaceful in that it's in Hawaii. Yeah, um, but it's got like an alien little monster it's got, thing, it's got right? Monster aliens. Right, right. It's, it's got, got like, like a weird sad noises. family situation. Like DHS <laughs> is involved. Like it is not like this. It is not a peaceful movie, but something about it, like to the point when I'm photographing a wedding, if things are getting like stressful, I'll tell my husband is my second shooter, and I'll tell him like, "Hey, you're gonna jump on the party bus with the bridal party. I'll move our car, and I'm just in the car listening to like the opening song of Lilo and Stitch." Oh, like, I've got to watch that movie now. Seriously. It's funny because as somebody who's never watched the movie, I've done the Lilo and Stitch like ride or attraction at Disney World. Do y'all, y'all familiar with that? I've never seen It's like one of those, sorry, I don't want to get too many, but it's like one of those things where you like sit in chairs and then it like shakes, but it's really like the, the lights go out and then like the little monster is like talking to you and spitting on you and stuff. Like it's actually a very like. It, it, as a kid, that would be a very scary ride. Like, traumatizing. And so it's, it's interesting <laughs> to me because I like do not associate that movie with calmness. But Honestly, now I'm going to go watch the whole thing. No, I don't associate the movie with, with calmness. calmness. <laughs> but it's just it's comfort, just, it's a it comfort is, thing. It is a comfort thing. I don't know. I don't know what the magic and the science that. is about it, but it's a thing. Yeah. Hey. Well, mine's Pretty Woman. My comfort movie is oh, Pretty well, Woman. Great. And it's about a prostitute. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You never it takes know. all kinds, it, do, it, it does. does. It does. I don't know what that says about me. Okay. So, oh, moving on. 
aside from monsters and prostitutes, um, if you could be the member of any fictional family, which one would you pick and why? Oh my god! So mine's the Weasleys. I don't know if you've had that. Have you all had that one? No, Harry Potter. Potter. I love that. That's a really good answer. So the Weasleys, I I always loved about them. Like they're all so different. Like Mm -hmm. each one of them's different. They don't have a lot of money. Like. But they have this warm, inviting home. And then when you think of them, you think of them as a unit. Like they all have these individual different personalities. But together, they are this like unstoppable, powerful, warm, loving force. And like that would be my ideal like this is, I'll just join in. Just dye my hair red and join. I love that. That's a good answer too. <laughs> yes. And you need it like is. those, you know, the, the sweaters that the mm-hmm. mom made with like the yeah. mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we haven't had that answer before because yeah. they are really just like a wholesome, yes, loving family. Mm-hmm. We ain't got a lot, but we got each other. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you could listen to only one song on repeat besides the opening of Stitch, Lilo and Stitch, <laughs> for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? So I uh, so I had three answers to this. It was okay. really you hard to You can tell us all three. I'll yeah. tell you all three. Listen, yeah. well, but number one is um, Wait For It from Hamilton. Yes. Y'all Hamilton. Oh. Yes. I don't, um, I'm not familiar with the song. but Okay. So. Or really the movie. Or, it's a, it's Aaron Burr singing it. Um, and there is a lyric in there. It says like, I'm the one thing in life I can control. I am in, inimitable. I am the original. I'm not falling behind or running late. I'm not standing still. I'm lying in wait. And I have like this visceral reaction when he's like singing that. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like that when was things powerful. Yeah. feel like I'm not doing enough or like everyone is succeeding. But like, what am I? You just just one of those like, what am I in motherhood and life and business? I'm not falling behind. I'm lying mm-hmm. in wait. Like, it's not my time. Yes. Um, I love that. That gave me chills. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, That's so good. And I've listened to that song in different seasons, and it hits me different ways every time. I just, yeah. just love it. Well, and what's his name? Leslie Odom. Oh, I love his, his voice. voice. Is so good <laughs> yes. too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll definitely have to put that one on okay. on the way home. Did I? Sure. Yeah. Get you fired up, girl. My less like impactful one is probably "Turtles All the Way Down" by Sturgill Simpson. Just uh, like you were no. speaking a foreign language. Too. <laughs> what? Earth? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, is this a cartoon? It's, it's about drugs. <laughs> oh, okay. So, All right. But Sturgill Simpson? Sturgill, that, he's a Kentucky boy. I, I mean, it sounds he sounds familiar for sure. Yeah. But I'm not all the way down. I'm listening to it on the way home. Yeah. But there is there is I I love I'm a like the way people can just lace words together, just mm-hmm. mm, some good, good lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, but there's I one love like lyrics. Yeah. Love is the only thing that's ever saved my life is in that one. And when I hear that one, I'm like, yes, yes, Sturgill. Yes, bring girl. those turtles Three. all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I've, yeah, I've got to listen to this song because I'm confused about the turtles. I'm either going down, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm he's, for it. he's pretty, he's pretty trippy. Okay, uh, um, all right, he's I'm a excited. good, t- he's a all good right. time. <laughs> he sounds like it. All right, what's your third song then? Oh, yeah. it's um, "Fear Is Not My Future" by Maverick City Music. I love okay. anything, but I don't know that yeah. song, but it, uh, I, I yeah. automatically assume I'm going to love it because I just of hit three genres for you. So. I love yes. that. Yes, "Fear Is Not we My love Future." That diverse playlist. For sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, Becca. Those we, are good answers. Becca had to write write notes. She's yeah, making I'm notes like a right music now. person. Like I have yes, to have like a soundtrack um, at all times, and so I feel like based on your first answer, I'm probably gonna like these other. You're two. gonna love them. So yeah, guarantee it. I feel like good. we found a, so. one of our people already. Uh, I told like, just you. Just like three minutes I, in. Are you are you with me now? Are you with me now that you're like I was never not with you, but like I'm like extra with you now. You see it now. Like why that we yes today. I love it. All right. So <clears throat> let's get into it. So 
Danielle, you wear a lot of hats. I know that. And I, don't, I know I'm not even going to list all the hats that you wear. I know that. And hopefully you'll tell us a few more that we don't know about you. But your wife, your mom, your photographer, your writer, which I can't wait to hear about that. And last but not least, a farmer or your work on a farm with your husband. Um, so first, let's talk a little bit about I know that you had a challenging road to motherhood. Uh, we talked briefly, you know, mm-hmm. during that time, uh, back and forth, like on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so are you willing to share a little bit about that journey to motherhood? Absolutely. Um, you are actually a very impactful part of my infertility journey. I was about seven months in. We were about seven months in to trying to expand our family. I think when I reached out to you on oh, Facebook yeah. and I was like, hey, I don't know what my next steps are. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not from here. I, yeah. I, at that point, uh, I didn't have a lot of, like, connections or mm-hmm. people to ask. So I asked you, and I said, I, I don't even know if this is, like, too early to even question it. I remember you said, you know, you have to advocate for yourself. Amen. Yeah. And that is the energy I took through the rest of it was, like, Good. that statement. Um, and, and you got me started on, you know, who to reach out to, mm-hmm. who to go to. And so um, we started, I think, fertility testing a um, little under a year after trying, mm-hmm. and it did. Uh, I'll get into the details, but yeah. you know, it took five years oh, um, wow. total okay. for us to. It's a long journey. Yeah, welcome, yeah. welcome our son, uh, Earthside. So we um, we went through fertility testing, came back that absolutely nothing was wrong, and there mm-hmm. was no reason that we should not have a baby. Um, and so we just kept trying. Uh, they were like, "Well, you could do an IUI, you can do IVF." Here's the price tags for those. And that was just not financially an option for Mm -hmm. us. So we started kind of down just more of a holistic path. Um, Had the little Dave Ramsey envelope with IUI Mm -hmm. labeled, stashing money for that. But knowing also like one round is probably not going to do it because what Mm -hmm. I think they told us it's like six rounds or whatever sometimes. The average. On average, yeah. And that's not even getting into like IVF. Right. And so we just, you know, nothing's wrong or clearly something's supposedly not wrong, but I just felt like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be something wrong or we'd, we'd be pregnant. Right. Um, so we went on that path for years of just like holistic, different things. I, I um, was actually in a business coaching when I brought it up and there was another girl in there who mentioned fertility acupuncture to me. Mm-hmm. And so started seeing her fertility acupuncturist in Nashville and got pregnant that first month. Oh, wow. And um, ended up miscarrying a few months later. So after our miscarriage, that was um, August 2019. We just kind of kept on the road of like me trying to get my body back, still continuing trying to have a baby. And in, I guess it would have been, so 2020 happens around there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everything shuts down. I think it was probably April. Um, we were reached out to by a production company asking um, my husband to do a round of interviews. So Purdue, who we grow chickens for, they had been contacted by this production company out of New York um, looking for farmers. Mm-hmm for their series they were doing on the pandemic and um, essential workers. And so they were looking for a farmer representative for the show. So my husband goes through the interview process of the show, which was like three rounds of interviews. 
and he's selected. Wow. Um, so in May, this camera production crew show up with their big white van up on the farm <laughs> for us to um, start filming. We have no idea the premise of the show. They're not giving us a lot of information. So the show hasn't been released yet. We just knew it was following um, essential workers during the pandemic and what they were doing. That was all we knew. Okay. So we film five days sunrise to sunset every day Mm -hmm. um and then at the end of the five days we are told to like stay inside for hours um they like put put curtains over our windows like we weren't allowed to look outside they're like there's gonna be a special guest calling and like there's going to be something later this afternoon so we sat for hours waiting on our special guest to call well behind the scenes like they're waiting like they have to contact the manager of this person and then you have to wait and so like there's all these moving parts happening and we're just sitting there like feeding a production crew french toast (laughs) (laughs) and me (laughs) (laughs) um so then call finally comes through and um my husband sees the phone first and he was like oh hey just like just like he knows the person and I still, like, on the other side, I have no idea what's going on. And the phone gets flipped around, and it's Brad Paisley. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You knew this? I, I oh, do. This. I do okay. know, I this know this story. story. Yes. Okay, wow. Yes. Yes. So it's it's ama- I want to hear it again. It's amazing. Yeah, so Brad Paisley's there on the phone. And um, he is just, so the premise of the show, let me back up, kind of at the end of each episode, there is a, like, guest star that calls each of the essential workers, and they give them these gifts. Okay. Of every episode. I'm like bated breath here. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so and also I should say like this, this um, show was put on by Amazon Prime. Okay. So you can stream it on Amazon Prime. I'm going to totally watch it now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Episode six. Anyway. So, um, so our guest was Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley calls us. He's telling us like, Hey, would you guys go outside? We, um, we have something to share with you. So we go outside and on our front porch, they've like taken our blankets and like made this little, like, I don't know, like showcase on our front porch where yeah. they have like all these masks. So one of the, they gave us three gifts. One of the gifts was a set of masks. Um, cause we actually use M95 masks on the farm often in right. our chicken houses and mm-hmm. like we couldn't get them so our oh. workers were like having to like reuse the same mask in in chicken dust oh, yeah. so like they gave us a year supply of mask and then they had given us um they'd had these belt buckles done and they mentioned that we they knew like they we were having problems like continuing our family and so they made us these legacy belt buckles for Dan's dad, Dan, and then for us to pass on someday. Aww. And then the final gift was that they were going to pay for our fertility treatments. Oh my God. Isn't that I know amazing? I want to cry. Just like, I okay. Mm-hmm. I, had, oh my, I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so that happened, and we were um, had this incredible gift um just like put in our laps and you had no clue no that clue this was like we were just filming we got to know like we were just hanging out with the production crew they're wonderful guys um they hadn't been out of new york like they were getting to eat in restaurants and like see <laughs> life yeah. during the pandemic <laughs> yeah. and we had the best time with them and we just thought like i don't know what we thought like thinking back and like the farm. what what, yeah. do, what, do, what do we think was going to happen but no it was this wonderful gift and so after that my husband um we decided, okay, well, we have this thing. I was still kind of iffy about if I wanted to do IVF. I was, mm-hmm. um, my holdup on that is I desperately wanted to know what was going on. 
I knew there was something. Right. And I, yeah. Tell me what this is. So, because we want it, we want to have lots of children, like, or we wanted to have lots of children. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, Tell me what's wrong so I can fix it. And I feel like IVF was not the step I was wanting for that. So Mm -hmm. Dan goes in for testing and his doctor was like, hey, there's this OBGYN in St. Louis that I think you all should see. He does like extensive blood work testing. So we go to St. Louis, to this OBGYN in the country, like outside of St. Louis, like really? tiny little. Not op- what you were picturing that you were no, going to be going to. No, not at all. Yeah. Like I know people who go to fertility clinics in St. Louis that are really nice. This guy's office was probably about the size of this office. Okay. Very small. Wow. 90s pink wallpaper. Yes. I was like, where where have we gone? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he runs tests and testing on me, comes back. I have a genetic mutation. Um, I have MTHFR, I had two copies of it, and he runs through all my blood work, and he was like, Danielle, I actually think you get pregnant very easy. I just don't think you stay pregnant. Mm. And it was, like, heartbreaking and such a relief yeah. to hear. Because yeah. it was like, I knew there you was something. Answer. I have an answer. Like, <laughs> And he was like, this is an easy fix. Hmm. It was a daily aspirin, and he wanted to monitor my um just cycle and for me to test constantly and then he would put me on progesterone so what I thought was going to be rounds of IVF rounds of IUI was a bottle of aspirin and maybe like $30 progesterone oh my gosh (laughs) so thank you Brad Paisley for that $30 and that's what advocating for yourself (laughs) absolutely right there right there absolutely And, and, and that gift, that gift from Amazon, because we had gotten to mm-hmm. a point where we were just so stuck because every option seemed mm-hmm. so expensive that we had gotten stuck. And so get, having that gift in our life gave us the opportunity to go forth and like yeah. see. And even though mm-hmm. it wasn't an expensive fix, it was like what we you needed. You had the freedom to, yeah. Yeah, we had yeah. the freedom to explore that. Um, so yeah, we went and I um, did the things he told me to and was pregnant in the second cycle. Oh my gosh. And now we have Laramie. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Uh, that is the best story <laughs> ever. Oh my gosh. Literally a Hollywood story. I, I mean, mean, really. I, and what is, so what is the name of the show if people want to watch it's it? It's called Regular Heroes. And it's actually a really good show. Regular we, Heroes Episode 6. Episode 6 is us. Okay. Um, It's us and two other, each family, each episode has like three families on it. Okay. That's great. Um, and yeah, we're Episode So did six. somebody nominate you for that? Purdue Farms, um, which is where we grow chickens. Okay. okay. They're, they they just, they didn't know either. Like, they had no idea. They just knew a production company that was legitimate okay. was wanting references on farmers to use for their show. Okay. So, they sent out us. We're pretty active on social media. Yeah. Um, so, we were one that they trusted to handle yeah. ourselves appropriately. And then two others. But Dan's personality made it through interviews. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, I okay. had no idea that that even happened. Sorry, I know. My Isn't that? Mixing alarm is going oh, on. is it going on? Do we need to? Do we need to pause for you to yeah. get to use your coupon no, no, code? No, it's okay. It's all right. Those, those cookie cakes. I would set an alarm for that. Seriously. It's the brownies. The I've bougie about brownies. Them here before, we we talk I, about it every time. Are you sure we don't need to pause? I'm positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. I can I can shop and talk at the same time. I do that's it all true, the time. Actually, ask so Target. Let me ask you this: Is Laramie's name a city? It it's is somewhere it's that, a city in Wyoming. Uh, okay, Wyoming. I, yeah. Thought, yeah. I thought I'd heard that before, and I could not remember what state. It's where the so. University of Wyoming is. Okay, has cool. no significance to us choosing that name. Okay, it does. I know, but it's a All right. name. No. It's, it's really cool. Thank you. Really we cool actually name. we do love Wyoming. I grew up going to going to Wyoming like every summer. It's yeah. where Dan and I honeymooned, but that we just really liked that name. I love that, and I think I was probably one of the first ones to know it you, because you I had were. to make I made you like a bracelet, right? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure it was like. Shh, 
on the hush hush. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I remember typing in my notes like, please don't post this. Yes. Right, right. This is private. Don't I'm glad it, you did that because I use so many like photos and I've had one instance where it was a fairly unique name, but actually one of my best friends who lives in New Orleans named their kid that. So I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, so I did post it. And then I saw like uh, maybe a post the next day on their personal page, like nobody should be. And I don't think it was directed at me necessarily, but I was like immediately taking it down. Taking it down. Because I respect that. Totally. I just, I did not know. So I actually messaged him. I was like, I'm so sorry. I took it down immediately when I saw you all did not want to share it. And they're like, oh no, we didn't even see you do that. So We had kept that name I get it. pretty well a secret. We had yeah. told our parents and like my family was like, yes. And Dan's family was like, what? <laughs> so it was like, we're not going to share. And so, yeah, I was like, because people are just so much more receptive to a name once they see a cute baby. Yeah, yes, that's true. You're so right. You're so, so right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to give you lots of opinions. Yeah. Everyone's like, so how do you pronounce <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> they'll learn. I'm sure they've already learned. They learn. Um, but they'll learn in school, too, how to pronounce it. Okay. So, <clears throat> obviously, you're working on the farm and you have all these hats that we talked about. So, still talking about motherhood. Um, and how old is Laramie now? He's 18 months. 18 months. That's right. That's what you said because he's he was going through a time yeah, where he probably we're, we're, going, <laughs> we're going through a time. Are you going through a time right now? We're going through a time. How would yeah. you feel if you had a puppy at the same time as him right now? I actually, Project me actually in six cried, months. Low-key cried myself to sleep over the Davis County like urgence page last oh. night. So, I mean, I was almost there with you. Okay, all right, my husband right. was like, you cannot save them all, Daniel. Okay. We have but, a But, I mean, toddler. they I technically the have animals. So you have animals, right? Do, do you have indoor Animals Our are dogs are indoor outdoor. Okay. Yeah. And they're okay. very So she's already there with you basically. Okay. Okay. I like I do believe in a in a baby growing up with a dog. I do too. Oh, I oh, cool. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's okay. No, I will say I had, I had a Pomeranian mm-hmm. that just passed away a couple years ago yeah, yeah, and uh, my five-year-old remembers her and it was like literally today I miss Penel. Her name was Penelope. We sometimes called her Penel. Um, and I miss Penelope. I was like, uh-huh. I try to like, oh, um, yeah, that's, yep. I'm, I'm sad, you know, I'm yeah, glad you remember her. But I just want to like, I don't want to like dwell on it too much because she'll get real upset about it. And I'm yeah. like, all right, let's watch, let's do this. And moving on. And next. If Asher yeah. wasn't so like, it's like he's dog obsessed. Like anytime yeah. he's around, I mean, he's, I've never seen a baby that young so crazy about dogs yeah that's but, that's where we're at it helped make my case with it, my husband it may be so. a boy thing maybe it's a boy thing maybe. Uh, well um so chaining is obsessed sorry to get off subject chaining is obsessed with animals um but my and i think i've talked about this on here my mom inherited her mom's dog my grandmother yeah. just passed away recently and it's a shih tzu and it and he's 12 years old and he's the sweetest most amazing dog ever so it's perfect because she My girls would fix. terrorize a dog. They're nuts. They're wild. They are like little Tasmanian devils. So they would terrorize a dog, but she can go over there, you know, anytime her and, and then... get her fill. And he actually came over today and played for a while. So okay. we, got, yeah. we got enough of it. Oh, right, yeah. right, we got right. it. Laramie for sure terrorizes our dogs. They're just, oh. they're just big. And I'm like on it and they're just they're very patient with him that's Bless good. Them. good that is so good that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a blessing that they're not like yes. angry with <laughs> they're accepting all right so what has been the biggest growing pain for you being a working mom with an 18 month old grumpy baby sometimes <laughs> Never. lovely but occasionally grumpy. occasionally um, oh man i just i think oh, my growing pains i know i can't say all of them <laughs> i understand i uh oh no like 
all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think I just had such unrealistic expectations for myself going into motherhood. I, yeah. You know, I, I had done the entrepreneur thing without kids for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that's backwards than mm-hmm. a lot of people. Some people like have a baby and then yeah. leave their sure, job and yeah. launch a business. And I was in it and I, um, I actually shot a wedding two weeks after a C-section and oh four weddings you before, or four, six weddings. That's amazing. <sighs> it was insanity. <laughs> um, but like I've, within the first month of his life, I had shot a wedding. I had hosted at our fall market and I'd hosted like a, a meetup for my mastermind. And then before he was four months old, I had shot six weddings and it was, it was, um, it was a learning, it was a learning experience of what not to do mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I kind of went through my growing pains pretty quickly because yep. I did what I shouldn't. Yeah. And so now I know and what to tell people of like, you've got to heal. you got to take time. You have to have such a different, you just have to reevaluate mm-hmm. how you do business because it is going to change. And that's okay. Um, I'm so glad I had that season of like hustle and like, work is hard and when I need to. Um, but now I've had to change that. I had to change my mindset. I've had to change, um, my priorities of how much I'm okay with getting done. Yeah. Um, because you know, he's a toddler and we mm-hmm. have, have you guys opened a laptop around a toddler? They're no, just like yes. anything. Mods deleting everything. Deleting yeah. everything. He's like really good climber now. So like, oh, I boy. can't like stand away from him. He'll just like climb up there and like bang, bang, bang on the laptop. <laughs> um, so I've just had to like, just re reestablish all of my boundaries, um, yeah. in my work time and what it looks like to be successful in my business. Yeah. And give yourself grace. Oh, right. All the the grace. All of it. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I, and I am glad I have such a personality. I kind of have to learn things the hard way sometimes. So while I regret going so intensely right after he was born, I think it was kind of what I needed, honestly, to be able to give myself grace and to move through like, okay, that was fun. Let's mm-hmm. not do that you again. Can't do it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So tell us about your photography photography business. How long you've been doing photography? What type? The name of your business? I know the name, but the tell things. Us, uh, yeah, our listeners a little bit about it. Um, so I've been in photography uh, probably. 10, 11 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, my business is Two Arrows Photography, I'm a wedding and portrait photographer. Very talented. I've heard of Two, two Arrows. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's talented. all coming together Incredible. right now. Yes. Okay. I've heard so much about you. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> <Sorry>. thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like- um, I actually started towards the end of college, um, communications degree. So that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, started at the end of college as a actual hunting and outdoor photographer. Oh. I would follow just, um, my friends, they'd take me along on there. They were like trying to start like a guide service and like I was their photographer. So I'd follow them out on duck hunts, um, bow fishing, turkey hunts, uh, just different things like that. And that was where I started. Um, and I think my first wedding was somewhere in there where a friend was like, hey, will you, I already have a photographer, but will you like also photograph my wedding? Oh, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, don't do it for a friend or don't. Really like that. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, yeah. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. I was like, yes. yeah, sure, girl. absolutely. <laughs> and uh, her wedding was in a roping arena, like a rodeo. Oh, arena. wow. Yeah. Um, it was like, hey, Bells. And like, he was a rodeo photographer. And I was like, hey, I'm going to help. And he's like, great. Stay way over there. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. At the end of it, he was like, I'm going to give you some advice. 
don't ever become a photographer. Oh, and I ouch. Was like, mm. okay. <laughs> and um, and so another friend asked me to shoot her wedding a little while later, and I was like, okay. Um, and this one was in their hayfield. Went from Rodeo Arena to hayfield, <laughs> and it poured, flooded, oh. flooded the field. They oh, moved wow. to their backup barn. The barn flooded. They moved everything to uh, their like equipment shed. Uh-huh. Um, all the food, all the chairs. It was tiny. The roads flooded to get there. They were hauling everyone in on oh, like a poor people. a lifted <laughs> truck. It's memorable. Um, yeah. And she was just like so chill the whole day. And I just like documented, just documented the day how it was. There was like no pressure. There was no bridal party. There was, and that really I feel like started my style in such like a. That could have been like a make or break thing, but it kind of yeah. started in like my love of like, I love documenting this how it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and the beauty of it. So I was doing that. That was about the time I did that second wedding is Daniel and I had just gotten engaged. We got married. I moved here. Um, and when I moved here, I did not have a job. So I was working odd jobs. I was a, a freelance um, I was a freelance writer. I drove a deliveries truck for um, Suzanne. At Cecil Farms, oh, yeah, cool. drove a little pro- uh, delivered produce places, and yeah. then Dan's family would started hiring me to do photo shoots for them, okay. and that's really what like launched Two Arrows. Um, and then about a year, I, I got hired with a commodity group within the state. Started that I was the communications director for them, still doing photography on the side. And about a year into that, um, I loved the work. I loved the farmers I was working for. But the environment was a little toxic. Mm-hmm. And um, I photographed my cousin's wedding in Colorado. And I set up the next day, like, in bed in Colorado. And I was like, Dan, I'm done. And he's like, <laughs> okay. what are we done with? He's like, not me, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I- I'm quitting my job. I'm going full time with photography. And he was like, thank goodness. Oh, good. I, like, I'm so glad. Like, I'll support you however you need. We love a like, supportive husband. Yes. Let's, let's do this. And That's so awesome. that was when two hours went full time. That's, That's so cool. I love it. You're so sense. talented. Thank you. You're incredibly talented. Do you I just love. do weddings? Like, is that what you, your main thing now is weddings? It is. It is since Laramie, it's now more of my main thing. I do weddings and portraits. So I'll do okay. some family, some maternity, um, kind of what the where the wind takes me. But um, one of my boundaries I've now put into place this year is I only do like a portrait session a month. Um, Good for you. And then six weddings a year. Oh, Good for we, you. We, you can, we we toned it down a little bit yeah, since, since the six weddings and four months and all of that <laughs> since he was born. Well, you can schedule a bit better, right? With yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So my husband is my second shooter. So when we leave for a wedding, it's both of us. My parents have to drive in from Oklahoma to watch my son oh, all wow. day. Um, oh, wow. And I kind of just had this moment of like, you know, if he's sick, like we're both we're both on this job. Like, yeah. and so I had to just change some things around in order to yeah. make it work. I wasn't ready, like. I love, I love getting ready to doc, getting to document those weddings. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to stop that, Mm -hmm. yeah. But it needed to look different, yeah. Yeah. So, like, how I don't know a lot about like wedding seasons. Like, is there really just like a chunk of the year where that happens, or is it all year long? Um, Is that a weird question? No, it's not a weird question. There's definitely a season. uh, I would say from June to early November is kind of wedding season. Mm -hmm. Mine have typically kind of been spread out through the year. Mm -hmm. This year they're all in fall. I I feel like October weddings are like, I like have fall seen weddings that, yeah. are the big thing. How far Huge. out are you booked? I'm booked for the entire year and booking into next 24. year. Yeah, wow. I great. I try to not book over a year 
Um, so like, I'm just now starting to accept 2024, Mm -hmm. um, just because like I am in a season of like expanding my family. Like I, I'm not where I want to commit to weddings and be like, Hey, so I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody, I only had a six month engagement. And so that was something we learned the hard way was like, okay, well, all the photographers are already booked for when we're getting married. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's cool. It is. Okay. So you mentioned that you are a writer. So I, I did not know this about you. So tell us a little bit about your freelance writing yeah. gig that you had. <laughs> oh, so it's not something I'm currently doing. doing we yeah. did, we did, t- we, uh, I had to um, say no to that actually a couple of years ago before yeah. Laramie was ever born. Sure. Two arrows was at a pace that I couldn't pick up the freelance writing jobs, but yeah. I um, started in journalism out of college. Cool. So when I graduated and I moved to Kansas, I was a editor of a four state agriculture newspaper and um, my original dream was to end up in kind of like photojournalism, be a reporter, like for a, a large media outlet. Uh, that was my original plan. I, I really saw myself in D.C. and mm-hmm. then a blonde haired, blue eyed boy from Kentucky showed up at a <laughs> blonde boy she'd ever seen. A blonde boy I'd ever seen. That side of the Mississippi. Danny boy. Oh, yes. Showed up. And those dreams changed very drastically. Um, so... Went from being editor of newspaper on that path to kind of that like high profile media job that I was wanting to here, no job, trying to figure it out. Um, but thankfully, thankfully, I had already kind of established some contacts and mm-hmm. started um, just freelance writing and mainly agriculture publications is who I would write for. I've written mm-hmm. for um, Farm and Ranch Living. Cool. Um, Hereford World, which is a type of cattle. Yeah, um, I knew that actually. Oh, I know weird things. Nice, <laughs> yeah. love it. You are weird. So. I know. Um, I am weird. Cow Country News, which is a publication actually for Kentucky. Um, wow. Just a lot about cows. I love cows. A lot about cows. I love that. A belted Galloway is my favorite nice. cow. Anyway, oh. Oreo <laughs> cow. Yes. Like we had two cow. cows growing up named Millie and Vanilli. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Did they mm-hmm. lip sing? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all right. So, um, that that's amazing. That's something yeah. I didn't know about you at all. I, I also blogged. Um, oh, okay. I blogged for years, and that landed a lot of opportunities. I yeah. was taken to Germany for the Future of Agriculture conference. Wow. Twice. Um, just over just over blogging, and that was kind of like, it. I look back on that now. It's like, oh man, if I'd known then what I know now, like. We'd be blogging for a living because that was kind of ahead of that like influencer time. And yes. I was I was landing influencer jobs for Bayer and Alltech and getting to write these blog posts about my own opinion. Was it so saturated back yeah. then? And then yeah. And then I took it for granted. Yeah. And um and now I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Oh man. But it sounds like you got to dip your toe in there and I do did. lots it, of really cool it was, things. It was super so that's fun. Great. I love yeah. that time of life. That's awesome. That's really cool. Those are opportunities that most people can't say they've ever had. So that's pretty cool. Now, do you do um, any writing now just like for fun on your own? Are you a journaler? I, I know you said I, your your neighbor is Jessica yes. Morris. <laughs> I actually really want to take her journaling class because yes. I am a like doodler, but not mm-hmm. an official journaler. Okay. Um, so I'd love to learn more about that. Yeah. I After Laramie was born, I had such a like, I don't know if you felt this, like after you birthed your babies, like that was the most creative I've ever felt in my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Like that, yeah. like right after that month. Yeah. I was like, all I wanted to do was write. 
That's awesome. And yeah. so like I would write random blog posts. You're inspired. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me crank out all this material with like a baby. The hormones are raging <laughs> like, through your body. And yes. You're like, I need to express myself. Yeah. yeah. So I've like really felt this draw to like blogging again mm-hmm. since then. Um. So we're just kind of, we're I'm dabbling back in yeah. it and Good enjoying it. Good for you. Okay. So one of your biggest hats besides wife and mom is managing Hayden Farms. <laughs> and so you are the communication manager. Is that your official self appointed communication director? That's of a Hayden beautiful Farms. title. I love that. You did a great job coming up with it. Thank you. Um, it I, pays for, nothing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's been really neat to see you all open up your farm and do these markets. And like I was at the very first one you ever did with Channing, and she was, I don't know two or three I can't even remember how and it was so sweet and it was great and then next year it was like boom grew even bigger and then boom has it been three years now or four this year's our fifth fifth holy cow so I've been to all of them but I mean just grown every year so tell us about like what your role is at the farm tell us about the farm and then about what you're how you're growing Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm the self-appointed communications director of the that. farm. Uh, we are a cow-calf um, broiler poultry operation. We have 12 chicken houses for Purdue. And then we also have mamas and babies of cows running around. Um, my husband and I purchased the farm from his parents in, I think, officially in 2020. And from there, we launched D- D2 Meats, which is our kind of our retail beef um portion of our business mm-hmm. and d2 is based off of both of our names being the same daniel and danielle i love it um, i didn't even think about that <laughs> thank you yeah and we also have like we've all, always done freezer beef but this was our way to kind of like launch into the retail side and then i also handle the events for the farm so to back up um i come from an ag background per se but not a working farm background mm-hmm. my parents had we hobby farmed in Oklahoma. And so I moved here and I had never really been in like deep in the production side of agriculture. Mm-hmm. And so had never been inside a chicken house, any of that. And suddenly I'm living on this farm with chicken houses. Yes. And I walked into one and I told Daniel, I was like, if if everyone could see this and understand this, they wouldn't be afraid of it. Um, so I was blogging at the time and I started blogging about it. And about, oh, I made it two posts in before I got a call um, from corporate Purdue that was like, no. Cut it out. <laughs> really? No. So back then, um, they were very scared of what people would think of the mm-hmm. poultry industry if it was mm-hmm. put out there. So um, I had to like undo the glass walls project that I was doing, which uh, glass walls blog posts is what I was putting out of like following a chicken flock through it. And I told Daniel, I was like, if we ever get the chance to build more chicken houses, I want to put a glass wall classroom on the side of a chicken house. He was like, sounds great. And so um, 2017 came around and we had the opportunity to build four more chicken houses. And I told Dan, I was like, it is time. Yes, (laughs) time is here. Time is now. Um, And so he called uh, our local Purdue office and said, hey, we're building a chicken house. We're going to put windows on the side of one and a classroom. And he hung up the phone. Love it. And then he called corporate because um, I should rephrase that. When I got shut down, it was actually by our local office, not corporate office. Okay. Okay. So since then, we had kind of established a relationship with corporate who actually loved the fact that I shared photos and information from the farm from our perspective. And so 
we called then corporate and said, hey, we're going to do this thing. What do you think? And they said, this is like you just put a Christmas gift in our lap. Mm -hmm. So um, we built one of our chicken houses has a classroom on the side of it. So from there, we started bringing in groups. We've had 32 countries and um, just 10 states. 32 countries, but 10 states (laughs) through through, um, the farm since then. I've been in there. With Channing. Wonderful. <laughs> um, and I wanted to start doing events as well. So the groups were usually people who reached out to us, but I wanted to be able to host stuff on the farm to give people the opportunity just if they wanted to go up there and see it and not be part of like a scheduled group. So we had our first market, which was like three vendors. Um, one was me. So it was so great though. And it was like hay rides up to the chicken house. Um, I had like a little makeshift concession stand. Like it was very low key. Seventy delicious there, right? I did have delicious there. Um and some mums. And 70 people came. Maybe pumpkins. I don't know if you had pumpkins that year, but I think I think I did have I did I had some pumpkins around back, but like I was having to sell them. (laughs) Um 70 people came and I was so ecstatic about it. And I I made zero money. I actually lost money because I like the twenty dollars I made I spent with vendors. Um, (laughs) and was so happy. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like we could do this better. And so I hired an event planner and she was like, Okay, this is what we need to do. And then we went from three vendors, 70 people to 30 vendors, a thousand people. Yeah. And my husband, who just kind of kind of like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> yeah. That first year was like, what? I, I remember seeing him in the parking lot as he's like trying to park people and like moving it. And, he, and I said, isn't this great? And he goes, this is not great. This is not okay. I don't know what to do with all these people. And, um, and so once he got it. through the shock of it, he was yeah. like, that was amazing. And he yes. was definitely prepared for me the next year. <laughs> right. Um, and we've gotten to grow from there. Last year, we had about 3,000 people and 70 vendors. It well, was amazing. Well, and now that I've, I've been a couple mm-hmm. of years, and my husband, now that I've putting all this together in my mind, he was so mad when he found out, like, because me and my friend Ashley went out went there. And we go, <laughs> like, that's our thing as we go to the fall market and go shopping. He was like, oh my God, that's the farm where I could have gone and looked at the chicken thing. They have the glass thing. And he was like, it was like, it was like the one thing that was going to get really my husband to come that. shopping with me. I don't want him to come. It's no offense because I don't want him to like judge what I'm buying. But that's funny. Like it's a, it's a draw to all sorts of people to come I out love there. That. So oh, that's absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we were the, we were the first one to have the glass walls. And since then there's now eight across the country. Are you kidding? Oh, wow. That's amazing. See, you're innovative too. <laughs> Goodness gracious oh, girl. I know she's so talented. Oh, um, wow. which brings me to what are, what is some advice that you could give, um, a young person or anyone that wants to start their own business or is trying to find their their niche or juggle multiple businesses, what advice would you give? Uh, <laughs> You're like, such a loaded question. I know. Uh, seek out mentors. Yes. Ask questions. Stay curious and open. Um, and I think it's important to remember the path to, path to success is not linear. Mm-hmm. It's it's so messy. Mm-hmm. And, and just embrace that. The, the quicker you embrace that, the more peace you'll have about it. Um, and then whatever you're doing, show up consistently and keep it in the forefront of your mind that your path is going to look different from your fellow entrepreneurs. I I think, um, 
I mean, Jackie, you see this. There's other people in town who make jewelry. Absolutely, yeah. All of your journeys look different. All of your products look different. Absolutely. You cannot do things the same. That's that's right. the same with farming and photography and whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's all going to look different. Yes. Um, and I think another important piece in, like, the beginning is, like, hustle. The, the hustle piece is important. Like, mm-hmm. we talk about it. You want to hustle. Um, you have to do it to get your business off the ground. But boundaries and rest mm-hmm. are crucial for, like, longevity. Mm-hmm. They just are. Yeah. Absolutely. That's incredible advice. I love it. Um, okay, so who are some women that have inspired you? Or if you don't want to mention names, what are some <laughs> qualities in some women that you're really inspired by? Um, so I will say locally, Kirby Green. Ugh, of uh, course. We she, love Kirby. We're going to have her on here eventually. She's busy. Her and I were actually talking months. about this. Really? Yeah. She is a busy lady. She yeah. is so busy. Uh, she, so I didn't, I'm not from, again, I'm not from here. So I didn't know like professional Kirby. Mm-hmm. I knew Kirby was my client first. Okay. Um, okay. So I knew like chill mom Kirby. Yeah. And that's she, who I know. I, know, yeah, I okay. don't know professional Kirby. Professional know, Kirby is I know a personal. force. Oh, I guarantee um, it. And then there's no doubt. chill mom Kirby. Uh-huh. Yes. And she's been such an inspiration to me of like, you can totally do both. Mm-hmm. You can be chill mom. Your kids wear whatever the heck they want to photos and you don't care if they smile at the camera. Mm-hmm. And then you can be breaking all the glass ceilings at and work. And she is, yes. And like she is. And she also was just so helpful in the whole working mom and breastfeeding thing for me. Wonderful. Which is, yeah. I didn't have anybody. And she was like, hey, I'm here. I know you're doing this thing. Like, let me help, help you do you. this thing. Yes. Um, That's great. So locally, she is one who comes to mm-hmm. mind. So my friend Brooke Taylor is somebody who also comes to mind. Um, I knew her in college. She was one of those like girls in college that was like had just graduated. She was homecoming queen of the college. Like everyone was like, it's Brooke Lay. She's so cool. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, and then after college, became friends with her, mm-hmm. um, just crossing paths professionally. I think I actually was through blogging that her and I became friends and have watched her walk through just all these seasons and just brush off the dirt and like every time she levels up. So Brooke was diagnosed with a breast cancer the same day she gave birth to her baby. Wow. And I watched her take that and like do good. So Brooke had her baby and got a cancer diagnosis the same day. She took that and like became a public speaker and um, all of these other things came an inspiration to others and about, you know, check yourself on the first of the month, all of those things. And then from there, it would be her daughter was probably two. Um, she was re-diagnosed with stage four My cancer gosh. and um, didn't know what her outlook would look like. She was actually diagnosed the same day um, of her anniversary of her father's passing from cancer. And he had died at 25. So she took that. She had a toddler. She had a stage four diagnosis. She was an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. um, is an entrepreneur. And um, she decided that like cancer wasn't going to take her out without going out with a bang. Mm -hmm. And so she launched a foundation, um, the Rural Gone Urban Foundation on giving scholarships to BNC students. Um, She launched a love, uh, love bombs for cancer patients. She is currently in remission. That's amazing. Um, living with stage four on chemo, just living. And she is all about like loving without an asterisk. If you don't follow Brooke on Instagram, like. Is that what? What is, is it? Loving is without it an asterisk? At or? Rule Gone Urban. At Rule. So Brooke is incredible at sharing like the real real is what she shares. Like 
toddler life, entrepreneur life, living with cancer life, mm-hmm. um, and launching a foundation. She's also low key friends with the Pioneer Woman. Oh, which, oh my god! <laughs> nice. Like, so does this mean I'm friends with Pioneer? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Because because that's like you one and degree I are of really separation. Good friends. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, y'all are besties. She's like, yeah. yes, yes, you are. <laughs> That's awesome. She sounds great. She does. Yeah. Sound inspirational amazing. women like yeah. Brooke. Brooke is it. Um, and she she's also over there, like she builds my websites. Um, her and I wow. like she is my like brainstorm buddy on mm-hmm. things. So really glad she's still hanging out here to, to yeah. be my audio text girl. Yes. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Well, um, I look forward to following her. Yeah. And being inspired by her too. Um, all right. Well, um, oh, wait, one more question. Yeah, the my best favorite, question, my I favorite, think. I'm so yeah. sorry. My favorite question of all. What are you most proud of about yourself, Danielle? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, like, I wrote down an answer because, like, this question, this question has been, like, laying there in the back of my mind. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, no. um, People are always really uncomfortable with answering that. I think it's, yeah. like, the women. thought of, like, yeah. having to brag on yourself kind of thing. Yeah. I thought of a better answer on the way here, and now I can't think of it at all. Well, that's okay. So you're going to get the OG answer. Okay. Let's do it. Um, so the OG answer was, um, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at like taking what I need, releasing what I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's been a journey for me over the past few years. I used to be somebody, I, an example would be like a business coach or a mentor. Mm-hmm. Like if I was being mentored, like whatever they told me, I felt like I needed to do what I, I needed to agree with. And then it wouldn't work for my business. Um, and I was just then like, okay, well, this doesn't work at all. Well, when in reality, pieces of it would. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and I we see that in relationships. Like, we can be friends. I may not agree with everything, but I still love you. And I still, like, we value each other's relationship. And I think that piece is missing in a lot of oh, things yeah. right world, now. Yeah. In relationships and business and everything. So that is something I've worked hard on. And I am proud of that. What was it? Tell us. <laughs> what was we want to know. We want to know two things. things. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the other one, the really one, one I thought of on the way here, a few years ago around New Year's, I was like, you know what I'm going to eradicate from my vocabulary is um, must be nice. Um, I would be on the receiving end of it, and I would just feel so icky. Yeah, like you did something um, wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. and I and when I'd hear it come out of my mouth, it would feel it wouldn't feel good. So I eradicated it. And, um, it was hard at first, like yeah. the way it would come up. Cause I always noticed like when, when I say it, it's, it's tied to feelings of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would counter it with like feelings of joy towards that person. So mm-hmm. instead of the must be nice, like how fun, like how exciting. Yeah. And what I saw was like a change in like legitimately how I felt mm-hmm. instead of like grabbing tor- gravitating towards feelings of like negativity or jealousy or like, mm, wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. It was a little more of like. That's, that's so inspirational. Like that is so like, how good for them. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, and so that is something. That's celebrating other people too. You know, even if you're feeling like some type of way, it's celebrating their joy. Yeah. I I think the community over competition. Yes. 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 That's right. Um, Yeah. Community over competition is such an important message, but it's also kind of a muscle. Like it takes work to kind of like have that mindset Mm -hmm. and to not like have underlying feelings of jealousy. Right. Right. 
I feel like Miss Rachel would be very proud of you. Because <laughs> that's a bit like a very like Was positive. that a Miss, Miss Rachel answer? Yeah. That is a Miss yeah. Rachel. I'm so glad we got to talk to you. I like, know. And you do like. So much. When Jackie said you have a lot of hats, like girl, you're like a hat store. You have the lid store at the mall with like a cap for every major league team. Yes. Yeah, so my like, friend Brooke that I mentioned, when yes. she launches one of my websites, she's like, all right, congrats on launching your like 27,000 business, Danielle. Yeah. I mean, how impressive for you to like, Seriously. and I can just, I can see how much you love your son and your family. And like, I'm really glad we got to talk to you. Yeah. And I get to know you now. Thank yes. you all for having me. It was and a I'm joy to have you. two degrees from seriously. the Pioneer Woman now, too. Uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. And thank you. Oh, she, yes. We she have she the brought shout us, out. She brought shout us out. meat. Yes. She brought us ground beef. Chorizo. Chorizo. Burgers. Yes. This is going to be my husband's We are so thankful for that. Favorite and thing will ever. you also shout out where they can find more information about your farm yeah. and how to where get a hold of your meat, the meat and all that? The, the, buy the meat. Where yes. can they get a hold of your meat? All right. At home is just nothing but, but inappropriate I'm jokes. Sure. Oh my God. I could totally get down okay. with that. Yeah. Uh, we're d2meats.com. Okay. We do, um, we can schedule on-farm pickup. We also are doing a monthly market. It's the last Friday of every month from um, March through June. Okay. And then um, we do Friday morning deliveries for orders over $50. Ooh. And then your photography business, Two Arrows. Yeah, they can business. find you on yeah. where? Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Two Arrows Photo, T-W-O. And then Facebook, you can find me under the same name. Cool. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here and we just loved getting to know you better. Thank you, ladies. It was thank good you. to be here. Brooke Taylor shares what she loves about her friend, Danielle. Danny is one of my all-time favorite humans, Hall of Fame level humans, because she is so authentically who she is. It would be normal for someone to question her authenticity because it seems like it's too good to be true, but it is. It just is who she is, and it's so inspiring to me as I walk through whatever season in life I've walked through. I know that there's this other person who happens to be another Enneagram 5 who just lives life how she's supposed to, and that alone is just wildly impressive, and she will always be one of my favorite people. 